I'm here with um, Republican Aldermanic candidate Hayden Duke, and um, we're going to be talking about a few things today. Uh, first of all, Hayden, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, Mallory. Hello, Daniel. Thank you for having me here today. Hi. Thanks for coming. So, a little about me. I am currently a Republican candidate for the Board of Aldermen. I filed in May, first Republican to do so, because this is something I'm very passionate about. This is a city that I love and that I wish to serve. So a little uh, about my background. I've got a degree in political science. Right now I'm in graduate school to get certified to teach elementary education, preferably kindergarten or first grade. I'm doing long-term substitute teaching here at uh, schools in the city of Frederick and love every minute of it. And it's uh, for the children in the future that I'm running. I've previously served as chairman of the Frederick County Human Relations Commission and the Frederick County Ethics Commission. I volunteered for two years at Central Responded to Frederick teaching citizenship classes. And I'm currently a coordinator with NAC 10, previously coordinator with NAC 8. So it's been very important for me to be very involved in the community and running for office is just a natural progression of that and not a goal in itself. Is this the first time you run for office? No, I ran in 2013. Okay. And what... Um what makes you want to be an alderman? Are there certain focus areas that you have uh, policy-wise? There are certain focus areas, and like I said, I've done a lot in the community, but at a certain point you realize that some of the actions that need to be taken can only be done so through the governmental um, prism. You can't. And dealing with infrastructure, dealing with crime, dealing with bringing jobs here to the community, if you really want to put policies in place to make that happen, you need to run for office. So. I do believe I bring a passion that's unmatched. I believe that I bring community service record that is nearly unmatched. And I believe that I have a vision for Frederick because we need to be planning for what Frederick's going to look like 35, 50 years down the road when the kids that I work with on a daily basis are getting mortgages and having children and looking for a job. What is the city of Frederick going to be like? But we need to marry that as well with the fact that I can talk about what I want it to be like 50 years from now, but if you're struggling to make ends meet, if you're driving two hours down the road to get a job, if you are the person like myself who came home one day and you see police do not cross tape in gun casings in your road, that's happening now. So we need to take care of the here and now, and we need to plan for the future so we can tell our children, tell businesses that will move in, here's where we're going and here's how we're going to get there but we have to take care of the people who are here now mm -hmm. um i guess just jumping into some of the issue questions here um it was recently a primary election very very low voter turnout <laughs> um i know that you weren't part of it but um i'm sure you had some involvement with it um there's been talk i guess of moving the city election to a gubernatorial or a presidential year to kind of fix voter turnout is a possibility. Would that be something that you would um, support? Well, it seems almost like our uh, primary elections are like the limbo. And it's how low can you go? This time we're down to about 13%. And that that is a problem on many levels. And with being a Republican alderman candidate, it presented a unique set of challenges since we weren't even on the ballot. So people didn't know that we were running, people weren't sure that we um, we were even there were even Republican candidates who were running. So this presented 
a bit of a problem. I do believe that we need uh, serious, excuse me, serious electoral reform, and I've been talking about that for a few months now. Uh, we had a committee, one of many committees we have, formed to deal with electoral reform, or the elections board took that up and came up with some recommendations, but we really haven't implemented those. Here's what we need to do. If we moved it to the gubernatorial cycle, I don't think that would be the best idea because there's already about 38 offices on the ballot. And you would see a steady stream of people everywhere knocking on your doors constantly for a year. So that's not a good idea. So if we were to move it, I'd say presidential year. It's some it's conversation that at least needs to be had. But it doesn't need to stop there. If you look at uh, where most of the aldermen have come from, it's always it's clustered close together so we need representation from across the city not to say that you can't represent another part of the city well based on where you are but i would break the city into districts or wards based on NACs. Mm -hmm. then we would take that and we would have something like california or louisiana's primary so this would involve letting the letting the independent voters, unaffiliated, there we go, the unaffiliated voters have a part in the process because they're paying for the primaries now, they just can't vote in them. So in this, with the NACs and the districts, you have Republicans, Democrats, and independents running together. If somebody gets over 50, uh, gets 50% plus one vote, they're elected. There's no need for a general election. And if there's not, then you c the two high vote getters go to the general election. And this would also help us cut down on the time. Do you realize that from the moment filing starts to the general election day is 11 months? Human life, literally, which didn't exist on January 1st, now exists in this part of the election. It takes too long. We need to be governing and not politicking because politics is what is wrong with our society and our government right now. And do you think that the city elections should be nonpartisan? I absolutely do. However, whatever form that takes, whether people run without a letter next to their name or whether everyone runs together and everyone votes at the same time. Mm -hmm. But it does need to be open because unaffiliated voters, if they haven't already, are going to surpass registered Republicans. And, you know, with 13 percent of the vote, mm -hmm. that's a very small any organized group of people with one certain issue could run the city for four years based on our turnout. And this is not right. Mm-hmm. And you are running as a Republican. And I, um, I, you know, I see you on Facebook. You're engaged in, in various um, issues. What uh, makes you a Republican? What do you identify with in terms of what the party stands for? Well, and that's, um, that's an excellent question. I registered as a Republican when I turned 18. So, and I am a Republican because I believe in fiscal conservatism. I believe that the individual should have precedence over the government. I believe in the power of people, not the power of bureaucracy. So, and the beauty of the city level is we can talk about issues like that. And again, at the city level, there's not really a Republican way or Democratic way to take out the garbage. But having said that, I have been involved in the Republican Party for um, many years, I helped found the Western Maryland Young Republicans, and I've been an active, done voter registration for the local party for six or seven years every first Saturday. So I'm a Republican because I believe in the power of people. Okay. Um, another big issue in the city right now is the Downtown Hotel and Conference Center, um, and it's finally getting some headway with the design coming up and all that um is that a project that you i know the city's 
putting funding into it and is voted to, you know, be a partner in that project. Is that something that you would support? And if you are elected, is it something that you want to continue supporting financially? Well, I don't think the taxpayers should foot the bill for the hotel. So you so, don't think the city should have any funding? No. Okay. The city should. The city has a responsibility, I believe, to draw businesses here. You know, we can look at tax breaks. We can look at this. But when the city starts investing taxpayer money, then the taxpayers become an owner in a business, and that becomes a problem with me. Because then, why would you invest in this business but not that business? Why would you do this but not that? And that lead, that can lead to terms of inequality. And I, I, I'm a big, big believer in equality of opportunity and trying to level the playing field as much as we can because there's one force you can't compete against, and that's the government. The government is always going to win. So if you have this, uh, and I believe, I do believe in public-private partnerships. I don't believe in putting public money as it stands now to make this happen. If it's a good idea, a good idea is going to happen. In the city, I think, should say, what can we do to make that happen? Mm. But we shouldn't be spending taxpayer money on that because and we've got a forum coming up uh, second or third, second week of October um, based on the Alice report from United Way that shows us how many people, and this may be a question down the road mm. here, about who are you know, having, struggling to make ends meet, but yet we can find money to put into a hotel. I get the investment. I understand that. But no, I'm not in favor of taxpayer. Favor of the hotel, not taxpayer money for it. Okay. So I have been asking everyone about the Alice report. Um, you know, new Census Bureau data shows that uh, the area median income for Frederick County is about $90,000 a year. That's a lot more than the the state average. Um, and, and to some people, it's a lot of money. The Alice report shows that one in three families in Frederick County struggle to make ends meet. So do you think that a, that government has a role in equality and what areas um, do you think that would be in affordable housing or programs? Um? Well, government does, and unlike some of the answers I can give, this is not an easy soundbite answer, but does government have a role? To some extent, yes. I think one of the best things we can do is cut the size of government and cut taxes and let people keep more of their own money. I think that is a good start because living here in the city, we're taxed by four separate entities, the city, the county, the state, and the federal government. So it's, it's expensive to live here. That's, that's um, without question. Now, generally, and does the government have a responsibility with programs and affordable housing you know, I, I've been at schools, I, when I went to school myself, I remember children who came to school, uh, my classmates, who were hungry. So, yes, government does have a role to help create equality of opportunity, to make sure that playing field is level. I worry, though, that people can become too reliant on the government. I believe that the government should serve to empower people, let them keep more of their own money, let them make their decisions, don't try to tax and regulate everything that moves. Do you think that there's enough affordable housing in the city, within the city limits? I don't. I, I think we could certainly have more affordable housing. I bought my house in 2011 at the height, or when the real estate market was at the absolute rock bottom. I couldn't afford that house today. So, and it does hurt to see people who are working hard, who are playing by the rules, who aren't able to afford housing. But see, here's the other thing. If we work on affordable housing, we also have to take a look at rent. And the government shouldn't be telling 
people, um, private parties, what rent to charge. But one of the reasons I bought my house was because my rent where I lived on the Golden Mile would have gone way up, would have actually been more than I pay in my mortgage now. So when we talk about just affordable housing for people to live in, we also have to look at um, the situation with the renters. Now, how do we do this? In addition to cutting taxes, we try to bring and capitalize on Frederick's notoriety, well-deserved notoriety, bring more business here. So if people aren't commuting two hours down the road and they can stay here, they can live, work, and play like the downtown partnership tells us, that way I think that's that goes a long way to solving this problem. Mm-hmm. And um, sorry to jump in again, but you had mentioned tax rates. And so I was wondering um, what your thoughts are on the city's property tax rate. Um, that's something that's set every year in the budget process. Um, you know, what's your knowledge of it? Would you keep it the same? Would you lower it to the constant yield or perhaps something that's lower and still above the constant yield? I always enjoy the letters I get from the Frederick County Treasurer and all of this telling me what my property taxes are, what my tax bill is, and then seeing it on my mortgage. That's always <laughs> it's always a bit rough. I would like to see it go down, absolutely. As to the number I can give you, I don't have an exact number of where it should be yet, uh, but they do need to go down, absolutely. We need, and across the board, all taxes, we need to start lowering taxes, business taxes, property taxes. We need to look at this 3% increase in water and sewer. That needs to be dealt with. And we also need to institute a senior citizen tax credit, very similar to the county. Okay. Um, Talking about the city budget a little bit more, I know um, it's a lot of money allocated toward um, transportation funding. What are some of the um, transportation priorities that you would have as an alderman? Well, the city of Frederick is not directly involved in this. What I would love to do as an alderman is go down and talk to our friends in Annapolis and in D.C. and see what we can do to get more marked train service Mm. up here. I think that would be a really good idea uh, when I used to work. In insurance, there would be days I would go down to D.C. on the marked train, but you have to be back by a certain time, so you have to move your schedule to accommodate the train. Now, if we had more trains running, I think that would be a big benefit, but uh, we do need to work on our transportation around Frederick. I know we've got a lot of um, bike lanes. I know that's not specific. You know, that doesn't really require much from the government, um, but we do have our bike lanes that we're working on. We do need public transportation. If you live in the city of Frederick, you should be able to traverse the city of Frederick as -hmm. easily as possible. Sometimes... When I had my car worked on a few years ago and I worked downtown and lived out in the Golden Mile, I was looking at the bus schedules, and one of them would have taken me an hour and 40 minutes, I believe, some immense amount of time, to get what takes me 10 minutes to drive. So like with everything else, we need efficiency. Throwing money at any problem is not going to fix it. And I'm, I'm an educator. I'm going into education, so I'm not a transportation planner. I would contact, and I've been speaking with them, transportation planners tell me best practices let's look at medium-sized cities frederick size i know a lot of um, people have been looking at greenville south carolina for example let's see what works there it's like in graduate school you know you can take someone else's idea as long as you give them credit for it (laughs) i'm not about credit i really don't care who gets the credit but i just want to make sure that we have uh, results and do you have any particular road projects um that you would like to see you mentioned a transit project. I just wanted to see if you had a well, road the, project, too. The road project. Now, the tra- well, other than seeing what we can do about 15, 
mm-hmm. and 270, not, not necessarily something that as an alderman I can have a direct impact in voting for, but certainly can agitate for and um, can support. But what I would like to see, and this goes into part of my vision, and I know the Golden Mile Alliance talked about this uh, many years ago when I was appointed to the inaugural board, I'd love to see Route 40 in the western end of the city become more of a limited access throughway. Mm. Because anyone who tries to get from basically around Frederick High School or the Rita's out to, say, um, Frederick Motor Company or uh, the mall, the old mall, if you're like me, maybe it's just because I've got bad luck, you're going to hit every red light and it is just going to become Mm -hmm. an excruciating Mm -hmm. slog from one end to the other and it shouldn't be that way. So I know one of the ideas was, especially on the north side of Route 40, to have a connecting roadway through like the Kmart shopping center, through um, to the Giant Eagle and just all the way down so local traffic can take that and the traffic that is going from Middletown and Myersville and Agerstown and points west and coming east would have a much quicker way of going through town. I like that idea. That's cer- certainly something I would champion. But at the same time, uh, with revitalization of the Golden Mile, I would give people every reason and every excuse to stop and not go all the way through to the other end, but to stay there and shop. Mm-hmm. Um, another, uh, just jumping around a little bit, uh, the Westside Regional Park. Um, city bought the Hargett Farm property back in 2009. And they're finally making some progress, I guess, with that. They've appointed a task force, and they're kind of getting into specifics. What would you, I mean, first of all, are you in favor of the um, plan to develop a park there? And if so, what would you like to see developed there? Well, I don't think you can have, parks are like trees or dogs. I never think you can have too many. I think it's a good idea. And what I like about this election, as opposed to the one last year, uh, last four years ago, was everybody was criticizing the decision to buy Hargett Farm. I don't. I think it was a bad idea, but I like the fact that the questions we're hearing now are geared towards what are you going to do rather than people saying, well, it's a bad idea. Okay, we get that, but what's the solution? So yes, I do support us putting a park there. I know there's been talk of a pool, a regional pool. I think that depending on how we can do that would not be such a bad idea. I saw the uh, report with a $90 million price tag and that's that's too much money that is way too much money so we may not be able to get everything we'd like and we may have to be creative uh, we may have to um, see what we can do with part I know um, it's been mentioned a few times selling a portion of it to developers and I know I'm not necessarily in favor of that but we have to be creative how do we we're not going to come out ahead on this thing so we need to make sure we can at least try to break even Park-wise, definitely, I think a pool, depending on how we can uh, pay for it, depending on what the cost is a good idea. I'd like a dog park, um, maybe uh, another skate park. The skate park at Hillcrest is incredibly popular, so maybe we want to see what we can do. Um, that's the thing also. Working with children, I see that w- we can certainly do a lot more in regards to things like that for this. the children we've got in the city. We say, well... We don't want the children walking around. We don't want the children doing this, but we're not giving them anything to do. So Mm -hmm. I think that is an excellent idea. And being a dog lover, I would certainly uh, be in favor of having a dog park. Do you have a favorite park in the city as it stands? As a candidate for Alderman, I love all of our parks in the city. (laughs) (laughs) Is there one you find yourself in more often? (laughs) You know, I like, um, and it's got good memories as well. When I first moved up here, I knew absolutely no one. So my big dog, Uzi, and I... uh, 
big chow i pull around in a wagon through through town now and i were just on our own and we'd spend a lot of time walking around baker park and baker park's always been a favorite it's you rarely find a park like that in a city like ours anywhere it's it's beautiful so depending on where you are in baker park if you're near schifferstad or if you're uh, right next to the creek you it's you have to remember that you're in the second largest city in the state of Maryland as opposed to some idyllic rural paradise somewhere. So we like, um, and my new puppy really likes Baker Park. So we like Baker Park. Okay. But they're all perfect. I want to another question. Um, the city has been talking, actually, they had a workshop today, actually, about the um, new police headquarters. They're looking at relocating the police department to a new location they've discussed different places like trinity school and Xander farm um do you have any thoughts on where you would like to see the new police headquarters or just kind of where you want that to be well see this goes back to what um i said earlier about the transportation planning i'm not a cop i would defer to the police and say what what is the best place that we can give you that you can be responsive to all of our citizens that gives you room to grow because the current headquarters does not allow them to grow. Yet our population is going to keep growing immensely over the next few decades, and we have um, some issues that we need to deal with. So I would see where they best, or what what location would work best for them. Preferably, I would almost insist, though, on a property that we already own. And Mm -hmm. they seem very amenable to that. So that should not be a problem, but if it needs to be fiscally responsible, but it needs to be a place that they can grow and still respond to all of our, um, all of the citizens of the city of Frederick. Um, you've mentioned talking to experts a couple of times. And so I was wondering, are you, um, what are you doing as a candidate to get to know different parts of the city government or different parts of the city that you haven't lived I in before? Researching. Uh, one of the nice things, like I said, when I first moved here, I did a lot of walking and see, I think a strong candidate, a candidate, who knows themselves is someone who's not afraid to talk to other people because you're not, if I'm elected, I'm not going to be doing this in a vacuum. I've got to get at least two other people to agree with me uh, to get anything moved forward. So I think it is a very positive thing. I think the candidate needs to know as much as they can. They need to know the issues. You can't get around that. But I think it's a very strong and positive thing to talk to people who actually are a subject matter expert. I think that's good. I think bringing a lot of opinions is a very good thing. So what am I getting to do? I'm researching. I've read the city code. I've read the city charter. I watch the meetings all the time, attend them um, when I can. I do like to um, go around the city and just talk to people. So door knocking has been very good. I've been all over the city door knocking. But even before this, uh, just this past Sunday, I was out at Fisk uh, for the Latino Festival. I was in the parade that we had uh, on All Saints a few weeks ago. So it's just about going to the city. I was in Warman's Mill uh, door knocking with Uzi not too long ago. It's about going to the city, talking to people. It's all about just talking to people, knowing what their needs are, putting out what issues I believe in, seeing what they think. You know, if somebody has a good argument that's against what I believe, I'm more than willing to listen to it. So it's about engaging with everyone, not staying in your shell. And one thing I can pledge, and I've told people, if elected, every... um, Probably every two weeks to a month, I'm going to have a card table and a chair, and I'm just going to set it up various parts of the city. Talk to your talk to your alderman. Unfiltered, just come out and talk to me. Tell me your issues. Ask me my opinion. And also, um, there's a congressman from Michigan 
who does something I like immensely. Every time there's a vote, he will post what he voted and why. And I also plan on doing that in advance of any vote, just letting people know my thoughts on any given subject. Mm -hmm. So it's... Uh, well, so we have some standard questions that we're asking all folks who come in. But, um, you know, if you could just tell us what you think uh, your top three city issues are um, and why they're important to you. Taxes, because we've got people struggling. Mm-hmm. I really don't need to say what people are struggling. So we need to see what we can do to help them. Uh, taxes also because it prevents people from moving into the city. I've talked to people because my my line is, do you live in the city of Frederick? And they're like, no. And I joke with them. I said, well, you still have until October 6th to move here and register to vote for me in the general election. <laughs> and people invariably will, will laugh. And then they'll say something like, but if I just move to, if I stay two miles outside the city limits, I pay half of what you pay in taxes. So we need to see that. And like I said, we're taxed by four different entities. Mm-hmm. So two, um, crime. Again, with crime, crime is... Has fallen. We've got a great police department, but if that police tape is in front of your house, there's a lot of crime in the city. So we need to work on that. The only people I want to be afraid to walk out of their door in the morning are those who would commit a crime against one of our citizens. They should fear us, and they should fear me as an alderman. Third, jobs. So we have highly educated people, highly educated people in the city of Frederick. We're very fortunate. What are we doing to attract those jobs here to Frederick? What can we do to bring more of those jobs and more jobs in general here to Frederick? So those are my three issues because, you know, if we increase our tax base, we bring more businesses, they're paying in, they're hiring people who are then paying in, paying taxes, then we've got more money coming in and then we can start cutting our taxes. Okay. Do you have any one, you know, pie in the sky idea that... um you know, might take years or administrations to accomplish that you'd like to just throw out there? Well, other than my, um, I would love to see us increase our tree canopy. Mm-hmm. I know that's not the sexiest issue in the city election, <laughs> but I love trees and I think it does well. What I would love to see, I was up in York not so long ago, and there was the York City Market, and I love that. I would like a Freddy, Frederick City Market. Preferably in downtown, preferably if it's something we could do with the Carmack J building, just build this beautiful market and attract uh, vendors who will, be the, who will be there all year and just attract business and really anchor the northern end of Market Street. Like I a think. D.C. Eastern Market? Like an Eastern Market, like a okay. Lexington Market, something okay. like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Not only would it serve the locals like myself who really don't want to have to get in our car and drive to the grocery store, but it would bring in a lot of... Uh, lot of tourists and again it would re- help revitalize the northern end of uh, downtown mm-hmm. so that's my pie in the sky i'd love the <laughs> frederick city market okay, okay. <laughs> um i think we're gonna pretty much wrap it up um now i think that's pretty much what we had but where can voters go to find out more about you so voters um can go to hayden duke h-a-y-d is in delta e-n duke.com they can go facebook dot com slash Hayden Duke for Frederick. They can email me at Hayden at Hayden dot com and they can give me a call two four oh four three nine nine five zero six. And I'd be happy to tell them every reason they should vote for me, including my plan for dealing with Asiana and the blight issue. Oh okay. Why don't you go ahead and give us just a quick tidbit on that before yeah. we let you go. Quick tidbit. Um I am big on private property rights, but when you have a business that has been for over a decade 
depriving the city of tax revenue and depriving locals of employment, I would say we need to get very creative in how we deal with this. I'm not really in favor of eminent domain because, again, the government should not be involved in owning a business. What I would do is see what a medium-sized business in that location would bring in on an average year, and then I would tax. And I'm not a fan of taxes. You've heard me talk about that. But for any business that is willfully preventing commerce from happening and locals from being employed and has been doing so for over a decade, that's the big thing, over a decade, I would gradually increase those taxes by the amount of money the city would have earned had it not been unused. All right. So people can call you to learn more about that. Thank you for coming in today. It's been my pleasure. All right. Thanks. Thank you.